Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Five, four, three, two. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. The one podcast in the world that answers the only question that ever truly matters. But guess what? We're going to switch it up this yes, time. Is because everybody's already in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. nobody's hating from outside the playoffs anymore. Well, there are a couple teams hating from outside the playoffs. A lot of teams, actually. <laughs> but the playoffs are set. So I can't say how yeah. you can hear from outside the finals. We can't True. even get in. Because we're not there yet. Yes. We're on our way. We're finally on the road there. You know, the playoffs have been set. There's some teams that yeah, won yeah. today. There's some winners, some losers. And we're yes. going to talk about all of that. Yes. One winner in particular being the yes. Timberwolves beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they are now two-time play-in tournament champions. They are now going to the playoffs to get smacked <laughs> by the Nuggets. <laughs> and also, That's a good the one. Heat won today as well. They're a play-in <laughs> champion. And now they're on That's their funny. way to the playoffs to be smacked by the Bucks. <laughs> yes. It's a lot of smacking going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's keep it away from smacking. There's a lot of bad jokes there. Uh, but. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's switch gears. Uh, okay. So, man, like, that's a good intro. Bucks versus. Uh, Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks versus. You know, listen. I, like I was telling you before the podcast, I was like, I have a lot of. I'm giving a lot of people, a lot of teams, the benefit of the doubt of the doubt. But the Bucks, as it stands right now, is like is uh-huh. if not one of the best, or if the best team in the league right now, in my opinion. So I don't see them like having too much mm-hmm. resistance on their way to the finals. So I think that this is going to be four zero. The Heat are not ready to to to, to take sense. them on. They don't have nearly as much size or, you know, ability True. right now. You know what I mean? They're missing a couple things right now. People are not playing to their level that they should, that you know, that they were playing at before. This mm-hmm. isn't a 2020. We're not looking at the bubble heat. This is a, this, this is not a heat. This You know, this is a heat that, like, still kind of in the trying to figure out who they are right now again. I don't know why, but that's where they are. So the Bucks will have zero mm-hmm. resistance, and they're going to sweep the heat. 4-0 all the way. Yeah, and that one eight seed between the Bucks and the Heat, man, I really gr- agree with you. Four zero sweep. I don't think the Heat are gonna yeah. give them any issues. The Bucks are gonna, Bucks are a different tier as a team. 
Kevin Love guarding Giannis is like the most hilarious yeah. thing I've ever heard of in my life. Because uh, that's actually going to happen. So, uh, yeah, the Milwaukee Bucks are running issue. through the Miami Heat like a knife through butter. Yes. Yeah. All right, you ready to kick it to the next series in the East? Now, for the fans at home, we are recording this on Saturday night, wah, so I can wah, confirm wah. New York Knicks took game one. Yeah. And. Uh, so right now the Knicks are up one zero right? in the playoff series. So my whole who thing you, was that you know the Knicks were were leading the series during the season because of the fact that they didn't have Jared Allen. Right? They won. They uh-huh. lost some games. Won the games with Jared Allen. But then I see Jalen Brunson put on a performance, and I was like, hmm. But what I will say is that Donovan Mitchell also showed up as well. He's used to being in the playoffs, so like he knows how to hit that second gear. Now the problem is that. Yeah. The, the Cavs is True. still, even though they have Donovan Mitchell, who is semi-veteran young player, because <laughs> he's been in the league for a minute, the the Cavs are still a very young team and don't have playoff mm-hmm. experience. So I don't expect them to get very far. I expect this to be a fun matchup, a fun series. I can see it going six or seven, but I see the Knicks taking it, though. Yes. Sadly. I agree. Sadly. I, I wanted to go Cavs, but I can see yeah. it go six, seven, okay. and the Knicks taking Interesting. it. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you. Out of the Eastern Conference playoffs, this is by yeah. far going to be the most entertaining series of the first round. Uh, you know, I really feel like the Jared Allen, Evan Mobley combination is going to give Julius Randle issues whenever he does come back. Mm-hmm. And even accounting for the fact that the Knicks did win game one, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers' overall defense and, you know, just like yeah. the fact that Jalen Brunson can't hide mm-hmm. on anybody. Jalen Brunson's either got to guard Darius Garland or Donovan Mitchell. Like, he can't hide. He, he can't hide anywhere, right? So, uh, I think the Cavs are going to give uh, the Nets fits, scoring-wise, and I think they're going to win in six. Interesting. I have the Cavs in six, and uh, even though uh, the Knicks did win game one, great for them. Congratulations. I, I mean... And, uh, oh, but yeah, go ahead. I'm going Cavs six here. I was going to say, like, so, yeah, so like in the first round, the first round, like the Cavs, Knicks, like no, they're going say. against each other. Like the reason I'm I'm leaning more Knicks is because like I just feel like after watching those games during the regular season, even though yeah. this is really really close, and they're both young teams. Like don't get me wrong, like none of like neither mm-hmm. one of these teams have playoff experience outside of yeah. Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just kind of I mean, well, well actually they sure. do because they were led by Derrick Rose against the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks beat them. And then Trey Young did a, took a bow in Madison Square Garden many years ago. Well, not many years ago, like two okay. years, two three years ago, I think it was something like that. So they kind of do have a little yeah. bit of playoff experience, but I just think that the yeah. scoring potential that I've seen out of the Knicks is mm-hmm. kind of high. Now I will give you the defense, the defense side of the Cavaliers. They do have a lot of you know long guards who can defend. Karis LeVert being one of them, he, he, but he's really iffy. So it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't really it's it's hard to say I can you can lean either way I don't believe you're wrong I don't believe I'm wrong I just think it's gonna be a very interesting fun series regardless like I probably will be able to better series. assess this si- yes. this series like game three four and I'll be able to really clearly assess and like okay this team's gonna win it from then on mm-hmm. yeah okay interesting interesting okay so let's mm-hmm. let's go to the next series 76ers versus Nets. 
And just to let the people know at home, it's pretty certain yeah. that, yeah, the 76ers beat the Nets, took game okay. one in this series. So what do you think? Very ex- interesting, very exciting game. But the Nets, even though being a very young team and not having any playoff experience outside of Mikael Bridges, this is like his time with the Phoenix Suns, they, I mean, and, and then with, with his time with the Brooklyn Nets, his first day with the Brooklyn Nets, um, they, um, how do I put this? They didn't show any signs of that it's over, per se. Even, I mean, like, like the 76ers hit, like, 21 threes i think they like like 21 threes and it had 21 threes in the game and they were leading by a large number of points i think james harden had 17 and beat had 26 you could you know you, of course you can depend on like shake mm-hmm. and um tyrese maxi to you know and i'm just thinking in my head like that's not going to always be the case but one thing that will be that will be like the 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 main problem that the Brooklyn Nets will run into is the Joel Embiid problem, which is the problem that everybody will have. So it's like, if they can figure out, like, I'm not saying, like, how to, you know, I mean, like, if you, like, making Joel Embiid beat you is it's neither here nor there, because he can definitely beat you by himself. I, I'm going to say, for one, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, the Nets will take one. Yeah, I agree with you with the Nets versus the 76ers. This is going to be, I think it's going to be a sweep. I don't think the Nets have anything near yeah. this team. There's a reason why they fell from like the three seed to the six seed after the trade. This is not a playoff team. Yeah, like If they had this team all throughout the season, they wouldn't make the playoffs. Or they might make barely in the play-in. You know what I mean? So this is not a normal six seed. And the, the 76ers are a very good three seed. Uh, you know, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, they just have nothing with the playoff experience, nothing to do about yeah. Joel Embiid. You know, it's just bad matchup for them. Out it's like a light. Like a light. Out like a light. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's hit into the next series. The uh, Boston Celtics versus the Atlanta Hawks, Chris. This is another team one? I'm going to give Boston the benefit Celtics of the to doubt to, right? They were down by 30. Once again, another team that showed life. Yeah. Who has, you know, they have Trey Young. They have some guys who have playoff experience. You know what I mean? They were still showing, like, okay, yeah. listen, we can fight through this. I see in the foreseeable future, okay, I was watching the way they were defending Trey Young. Trey Young looked tired. <laughs> he was exhausted. They were, like, all over him. He couldn't do anything. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I Not feel surprised. that there's going to be a moment where Trey Young is eventually going to like he'll take this one, internalize it, come back for the next game, and he'll be like more energized and ready. I would say, and like maybe a little bit more um, determined. And I could see him going off and them taking one game. So I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and do four one. I want to say a sweep because of how tonight looked, but you can't really judge a playoff series off of one game. It's very hard to do that because, especially because, like as you're watching it, you're like, "Well, they're fighting back. They were mm-hmm. they they brought it as close as 12." Now, not now, just because the Hawks may take a game does not take away from the fact that the Boston Celtics is one of the most complete teams in the NBA. Like that cannot be argued. Um, they're definitely Eastern Conference Finals shoe ins like the Bucks, but I just think they'll take at least a game. So I, I'll go four and one. I'll take a gentleman sweep on the Nets and on the Hawks. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Boston Celtics run through them. Uh, their guard defenders yeah. are too much for Trey Young, DeJounte Murray. I mean, they got Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown. I mean, their goodness. That's like all borderline, all NBA 
defensive guard kind of guys where they're just ridiculous. Like they have those four guys are top four of the top twelve best guard defenders in the league. That's, that's yeah. very easy to say that. That's just that's just terrible matchup where your best two players are Dejounte Murray and Trey Young. So uh, they they have nothing to do with this. Is four zero. Uh, my controversial take. My fun take of the day is that the seven, eight, and six seeds of the playoffs in the Eastern <laughs> Conference will not win more than two games. More than two games in the first round. That's my. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying, take. though. That's what I'm saying because I'm, I'm saying that the the Nets more than two games. and the Hawks will yeah. each take a game, but uh, everybody else will be swept. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's a, a clear. Right gap this is not the way it is in the west right this is not this is not the west this yeah. is the east where this is what the normal playoffs usually look every year okay so um that sack around matchup between the bucks and i have the Cavs, and you have the knicks that's what we're gonna be talking about next so what do you think chris the now bucks on my side like i knicks, said there's not gonna side. be too Who's much winning? resistance either way for the Bucks, the Bucks are cruising through any team, whether we whatever team we put uh-huh. in front of them, all the way to the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. Their only matchup <laughs> that's going to truly matter is yeah. going to be the Celtics. They're cruising all the way through, so four yeah. zero, they're sweeping. Okay, nice sweep. All right, so I have the Cavs. I do think Mobley and Jared Allen. Could okay. give them issues inside. So I'm going to go 4-1. I'm not going to go sweep. Uh, but, yeah, the Cavs versus the Bucks in the second round. I'm going 4-1. Bucks winning that one end. You know, but the, the th- glimmering thing here is the Cavs mm-hmm. have the potential to beat that team in three years. Because as Evan Mobley, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland grow – they have the potential to be yeah. that team because of the defense interior-wise and being able to guard Giannis. So, I mean, Evan Mobley, if I had to say the last three years of the That's draft, true. the best player to guard Giannis coming out of the draft has been Evan Mobley. So having him mm-hmm. on a key playoff team like this in the East is going to be big for them moving forward. <clears throat> but, yeah, I agree. Milwaukee Bucks no walk their way into the Eastern Conference Finals with no issues. I mean, they, they could lose Chris Middleton yeah. on Drew Holiday. Hurt, injured. They're still going for one. <laughs> like they don't yeah yeah i agree so uh the really good matchup though 76ers versus boston celtics what do you have boston and six <clears throat> okay i, I give like chris i give the sex the sixers two games just strictly off joel and beat Joel Embiid, I think that when it comes to what he brings to the game of basketball and what he's been able to accomplish and what I think he'll be able to accomplish in the playoffs because of what he's already doing, like he's going to be energized from 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 running running through um, Mm -hmm. what 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 team are they playing? Running through the nets. Well, four one still running through him from running through the nets. He's going to be energized. He's going to get all that long sleep. He's going to be ready for the Celtics. He knows that this is a marquee matchup. This is something that he has to win. And he's gonna take two games. Mm-hmm. He's gonna have he's gonna have at least a, he's gonna have at least a forty ball in one of those games that they win. Okay. But then the Celtics yeah. will show that they are on a different level, a different tier of basketball than any other team, and that you have to only put them up against the Bucks. And Jason Tatum's gonna have forty. <laughs> they just have too much. It's just it's just too much. They. 
I think like you were saying, I think you said like Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon, Smart, yeah. um, Derek White, uh, Robert Williams the third. They just have weights. They're so deep, and they're such a mm-hmm. more of a complete basketball team. Like once you knock out the top three, right? Take the three, and then you depend on Tobias Harris. He's not beating you. So it's like mm-hmm. if they have they have too many guards and they can and too many great defenders that they can just throw. They can throw. Like I'm saying, like. Yeah, like you can say an NBA is unstoppable. I believe yes. that as well. But in this series, he's met his match um, to an extent. So True. I'll give him two games. But I say it's going to be Celtics and six. Yeah, this is in the second round of the Eastern Conference Finals in, in between what we think is going to be the, wow. the Celtics and the 76ers. I'm taking the Celtics in five. And. You know, I really, I really believe that the biggest disadvantage is yeah. Embiid, right? Because Robert Williams six ten, Al Horford six ten. They don't really have a reliable backup center, so you could say in theory, Joel Embiid could attack him. Uh, but you know, for the seventy sixes to win this series, he needs forty shot attempts a game. Yeah, because these matchups are terrible for the seventy sixers. Because mm-hmm. their best two players besides Embiid are guards. Again. Four guard rotation defensively with Boston, Marcus Smart, Derek White. And then we got um, uh, yeah. Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, all great defenders to throw at James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. No. <sighs> Tobias Harris doing nothing with Jason Tatum. And that's the flip side issue, right? Is the Philadelphia Thunder Sixers do good, well, good against teams who want to attack the basket. Jason Tatum and yeah. Jalen Brown don't have, need to beat you. They don't need to beat. They beat you at the yeah. three-point line. They beat you with perimeter shot creation. Then it's attacking the basket. They don't need to do that. And I envision a lot of James Harden <laughs> yeah. getting hunted in this series because he got to guard somebody, right? He's either, Marcus Smart can hunt him. Malcolm Brogdon can hunt him. Like any guard that they have in that four guard rotation can hunt him. And Jalen Brown get hunting. They're they're gonna hunt James Harden and Tobias Harris to death. Those two guys are not doing anything, right? They have two liabilities on the mm-hmm. perimeter. It's going to be so ridiculously easy for them to score. And unless Joel Embiid, I know it sounds insane, gets 40 shot attempts the game to try to balance it out, which I don't think they're going to do, they have such ridiculous disadvantages against a great team like this. I'm going 4-1. 4-1, Boston Celtics. Yeah. They prove to everybody why they are really that team. Yes, like they are really one of the best. They're the best, second best team in the league, mm-hmm. and they need the respect. And they're going to show how good they are that series. I'm gonna give them. T- I'm gonna give them. It's two. gonna be very clear. I'm gonna give them two. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So at our projected Eastern Conference Finals, Chris, we got Milwaukee Bucks like versus Boston NBA Celtics. Finals. Who do you have? Matchup. Bucks in seven. Yeah, yeah. Bucks Great series. Seven. I can't Bucks wait. Seven. Okay, Bucks the and seven. Green nice. team versus green team. So, <laughs> okay. Um, I think the Bucks and seven. <clears throat> okay. And I'm just gonna okay. put this there, even though, like, I believe, like I said, that the Boston Celtics had the, one of the most complete teams. I think that the length and the and the you know and the the mm. um the length of the Bucks. And Gian- the Giannis problem, as well as the other guy- the other power forward, small forward combination mm. of Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez that they can put throw out there, as well as all the defenders they have, it's going to be a really good matchup because yeah. they both defend well, they both score well. But I think that the Giannis problem will be a bit too much um, because like 
we've seen, like even in the regular season, that Drew Holiday mm-hmm. has he has another level that he can hit where he can drop like 30, 40 games. I'm not saying this is going to do that every game, but he can have a moment. Chris True. Middleton is known to go off. Jason Tatum is known to go off. Yeah. Jalen Brown is known to go off. So it's really it's really a toss up, but True. I'm leaning more toward the Bucks. I yeah. think that when it cut Yeah. And that I'm doing strict I'm doing the Bucks strictly off of Giannis. Strictly off the strictly off the fact that Giannis is on the Bucks. That's kind of because like Okay. I think we came to the agreement here, you know, me um kind of uh I would say reluctantly that Giannis is the best player in the league right now. So if that's the case, I have to lean more toward it, you mm-hmm. know toward him in that sense because i'm like i just don't believe that he's going to be stopped mm-hmm. so i'm going bucks and seven strictly off of Giannis because they're they're a very evenly matched okay. team the only di- big difference here is true Giannis, in my opinion because they def- they both defend very well they both can hit very high scoring outputs um i think the the subs have a bit they have just a little bit higher of a scoring output they can hit between jason tatum jalen brown and then you can throw in maybe, you know, 15 to 20 from like maybe Marcus Smart mm-hmm. or something like that. And Derek White is, has no, has been known to have one off games where he goes off. You know what I mean? Mark, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon can give you about 10, I mean, like 10 to 15, maybe 15 to 20 on a good night. So it can go either way. It's, that's a very hard matchup. That's a very hard mm-hmm. matchup to kind of gauge right away. But I'm leading Bucks just strictly off Giannis. So. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning Bucks too. Uh, for a little bit deeper reason than Giannis. I think uh Bucks for the Eastern Conference Championship mm-hmm. between the Boston Celtics and the Bucks, I'm leaning Bucks okay. in seven. Uh, the reason why yeah. Uh the reason why is uh I j- like Drew Holiday's ability to guard Jalen Brown, right? He's that's gonna help them. Um, even though the Boston Celtics have yeah. great guard defenders, other than Drew Holiday, who are they guarding? The three-point shooters, mm. you know what I mean? Javon Carter was in there to guard them, right? Like, they don't really have a lot of punch at the guard positions. Like, okay, the Celtics are going to give them such a hard time. Like, no, Doug, Jason Tatum's going to have to guard Chris Middleton, and he's going to do a good job, right? But the real glaring issue here, and the reason why I think they're going to have to make some change in the offseason is they have no yeah. answer for the three yeah. big rotation of the Bucks. None. Right? Because Robert Williams 6'10, Alfred yeah. 6'10, they don't have a lot of trusted bench depth behind that. So they got to deal with Giannis attacking yeah. the rim. Who's going to foul him? Who's going to send him to the line? Foul trouble mm-hmm. is going to be a real issue because it's not just that. Then it's Brooke Lopez in the post. It's Brooke Lopez getting rebounds. It's Brooke Lopez being tough. And then on top of all of that, who is guarding Bobby Portis off the bench, right? Mm-hmm. So with all these guys, Al Horford and Robert Woman is going to be playing all these minutes, and they're going to get in foul trouble because Bobby Portis gets so many touches in the post. They don't play like the modern teams. They play through the post with Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez a lot. Like They get a lot of touches down there, and Giannis loves to attack the rim. So the, the foul trouble and yeah. the lack of size, like they don't scare the, the Bucks at the rim. 6'10", okay, Robert Williams is great against every other team in the NBA except the Bucks, right? He's just not, not doing anything with Giannis. And, you know, they're just, they're, suff- they're such an efficient team. They got 
really great defenders. They got Jay Crowder, the throwette, Jason Tatum off the bench and stuff like that. And Giannis is such a great defender. And I just really think that the 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 Bucks are a terrible matchup because they play a style of basketball that is not what modern basketball looks like. And they give the Boston Celtics so many issues because of it, because of this lack of size and yeah. depth at the forward, power forward and center position. So I'm going Bucks. And and on top of all of that, it's important to note in the playoffs, the game is played more tougher and yeah. the game is played more physically. So more physically yeah. players dominate the playoffs. That's Giannis. And on top of that, each round that people move on more toughness and more physical dominance is prioritized because people are playing harder. People are getting away with fouls. People are getting away with more pushing. Yeah. People are getting away with being able to play more forceful. So by the time the Eastern Conference Finals comes around, it's going to be Giannis being allowed to play freely and more tough and have more freedom attacking yeah. the rim because they're not going to call it as much because they're not going to call Giannis for those fouls. Right? That's the way the game is played in the Eastern Conference Finals. So... The game, the playoffs, mm-hmm. are set up to reward a Giannis, to reward a LeBron, to reward an MJ, right? The great rim attackers and physical players and physical dominance players, right? And Giannis is just going to be such a tough matchup in the Eastern Conference Finals because of that, too. They're going to have a ridiculous yeah. advantage because Giannis is going to get those fucking calls, okay? <laughs> That's just, just what it is. And he's so goddamn smart by now, he can ov- overcome the gimmicky defenses. So, yeah. Bucks, Bucks, I think East. we both agreed, right? They're coming out of the East. There we go. Congratulations, Milwaukee Bucks. NBA Finals appearance. Let's go to the West. All right, let's go to the West. You ready to go to the West, Chris? All right. First matchup we have here mm-hmm. is the Denver Nuggets versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Again, like you stated yeah. earlier, the undefeated teams of the plan. Okay. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves. The what do you think, Chris? Nuggets, <clears throat> I will give them against the Timberwolves in five. Like I said, I'm giving them some <laughs> Really? You're giving them five? Just, what you know, respect? I'm just like, possibly, <laughs> maybe Ant has learned from his past mistakes. You know okay. what I mean? Maybe play a little bit better. I mean, the Nuggets are going to be hard, tough. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Especially because they got Jamal Murray back. So I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. It's really 4-0, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Right? I'm saying the Nuggets are running through. this, But I'm going to give them the one game okay. because it's... So kind of, it's you. possible <laughs> to have an off game. You know what I mean, or to have a very close one that can go down to the wire, and then you know, players like um, yeah. Cat really shows up. So it's like, who knows? But I'll give them, I'll give them one game, just on the, just to be nice. Yeah. But it's really four zero. Just know it's four zero. But I'm giving one game to okay. be nice. Okay. Yeah. So kind. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to be kind when it comes to the Denver Nuggets versus Minnesota Timberwolves series. Uh, the Nuggets win 4-0. No. Do I really got to explain why? It's obvious. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> obvious. Okay. You ready to move on to the Suns Clippers? Who do you who do you have? Suns Clippers. Suns or five seed in the Western Conference Finals. Ri- we oh, Suns and... No Paul four. George, by the way. I'm, I'm going to call a sweep. I'm going to call a sweep. I'm not going to be nice. 
<laughs> Sweet. Not, okay. Yeah, it's definitely okay. it's definitely brooms right Break now because I'm not gonna be nice to the Clippers. It's because <laughs> they're not nice to my Clippers. <laughs> so okay. sweeps. The the Clippers. I mean, the yeah. Suns have way too much. You got to worry about. Okay, you don't have Paul George. Yeah. So now you're gonna throw all of your yes. energy into guarding either Devin Booker or Kevin Durant. So that means that somebody is going uh-huh. to be, I'm not going to say they're going to be shut down because there's no shutting these two scores yeah. down. Right. But they're going to be affected in some sense, but like, it's like, okay, yeah, this is who you have to choose between beating me. Okay. You, okay. Yeah. May, may, maybe you can get Kevin Durant to have like 25 and that's his off night. Right. Cause you're guarding him. You throw a Kawhi at him, but then you, Devin Booker uh-huh. has like 30, 35 points. So it's like, do you truly win? Yeah. Like, it, there's no winning this matchup. And then I just, yeah. I'm going strictly off of Kevin, like the fact that they don't have Paul George, which, which diminishes their defensive capabilities. Not not even considering the fact that Paul, uh, that uh, Kawhi Leonard has been here before. Mm-hmm. He does have, you know, championship experience, playoff experience as well. But it's just too much for him to overcome. Especially just if it's like, yeah. I mean, well, let me, I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna change. I'm gonna go back one game because I'm gonna depend on Westbrook and Kawhi working. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna give the. I'm gonna have the Suns beating the Clippers in five. Too many shot creators for the Suns. Um, I will say one game they'll probably have mm-hmm. uh, a game where they just don't gel, right? You know what I mean? They just have an issue gelling. Um, after that, though, I really think that the Suns are going to beat them in five as well. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. going to beat them pretty so easy. They have. Yeah. I think they have their number, Chris. Yeah, truly do. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to go ahead and transition here to a extremely star-packed, mm-hmm. great NBA playoff series between the Sacramento Kings and, they have and the Golden back. State Warriors, Chris. The 3-6 matchup. So who do you have? Golden State yes, Warriors and Wiggins six. is back. Who do you have winning? Six. This is a, this is <clears throat> this okay. is the same team from Tell last year, um, but it's not the same Sacramento team that we have seen before. Um, you know they have a new coach and it's actually working really well with the way that they have. They actually play similar okay. offenses, so it's going to be a really nice coaching matchup. That's where the that's where the that's where the game will be won specifically is in the coaching battle. But Kerr has taught Brown, so I mean has taught has taught Coach Mike Brown, so it's like it's it's that's another hard one. But I'm going to lean toward. Yeah. Championship experience, playoff experience, championship pedigree, legacy. I'm leaning toward the Golden State Warriors. I already know. Here it comes. Well, every once in a while, there comes a matchup where Jason Collins gets that tingly feeling <laughs> in special little places that has to do with up. How is the deal with upsets in the NBA playoffs? And even though it makes sense for the Golden State Warriors, I'm choosing Kings and Six, baby, to beat the Golden State Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, Big upset. Okay, let me tell you why. First things first, when I was really this series was the one where I was like, man, it's so close. I got to watch an old game of them. And I got to see everybody healthy earlier in the year in like November. Right? 
The first thing, the war, the first strategic advantage that the Kings have is Demontis Sabonis moves way better than people think. So he he's not going to get exposed a lot on those Curry pick and rolls, and they're just going to attack him like the the Warriors just do against Marcus Saul when he would play for the Grizzlies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's not a stick in the mud to that extreme degree. Now he's not the next coming of Bandabio, but he can move well enough for it to be mm-hmm. something that is not really an issue. I also feel like since the Kings run the exact same principles offensively, a similar type of offense, and coach through that, I think no team that I've watched has a better feel for where the ball's going to go and what spaces they want to Mm -hmm. attack off ball with the movement than the Kings have against the Warriors. They just seem like they have a feel for it. They got five intelligent people on the floor with the Kings. I was extremely impressed by the ability of like, and against Ed, thirty-one other teams, thirty, well, thirty other teams. Right, Steph Curry gets a wide open shot, yeah. or Clay gets a wide open shot in that situation, but it's contested against the Kings. Right, like, so like I really feel like the Kings have something there because of that. Um, on top of that, I really feel like the Kings have. An offense that relies on the individ- the group more than individual. A lot of screening. So the Warriors are just so gosh darn good mm-hmm. at like, okay, we gotta face James Harden this series. It's James Harden's gonna attack us the whole time, and we're gonna throw different bodies at him, and we're gonna throw him different coverages. We're gonna fuse James Harden, or we're gonna face LeBron, and we know what LeBron's gonna bring, right? But when it's off-ball movement and it's screening to get these players open, it's more tough mm-hmm. because everything's getting switched. It's more tough to attack these players and you know on top of all that the gold state warriors have an extreme strategic disadvantage which is high at the rim kevon looney is a backup center and every other team in the nba they got javante green coming off the bench who's six eight they're not going to do anything with demontis Sabonis, De'Aaron fox malik monk attacking the rim and even draymond green when i watched him play doesn't really seem like he has an answer for demontis Sabonis. and demontis Sabonis is such a master at just backing somebody down and the finding the right pace to pass the ball in the perimeter of the three-point shot and they just mm-hmm. the warriors just didn't seem like they had an answer for that combination right the warriors are great at nullifying great individual scores right but when it's a complete player with the intelligence and passing and the scoring ability they're tough to stop because they yeah. can the warriors just can't out intelligent them Right, and you put that on top of the fact that yeah. Mike Brown used to coach for the Golden State Warriors for about six years. Nobody knows him better than they do. Harrison Barnes is a forward on the Kings who used, mm-hmm. was on their championship round of in- originally. They have Demontis Sabonis, who has playoff experience. They have uh, yeah. Kevin Herter, who went to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Atlanta Hawks. Right. And they have Malik Monk, who maybe didn't go to the playoffs for the Lakers, but mm-hmm. he was around LeBron every day. They were preparing to go to the playoffs. You know what I mean? And another thing is the reason why the Warriors are so gosh darn tough in the playoffs is because of their ability yeah. to get super hot from the three. They'll just win a few games. Well, the Kings play the exact same style of basketball where it's yeah. high-volume three-point shooting, and they do it at an extremely efficient level, right? So 
that their strength get matches with another strength, right? And Andrew Wiggins is probably not going to be the same right away, right? On top of that, Davion Mitchell is going to be huge coming off the bench when he does because he's going to either guard Jordan Poole or he's going to guard Steph or he's going to guard Clay because Golden State Warriors don't play a single minute without one of them on the floor. So he's going to be huge, right? And you put all those things together, and it's not just one thing. Oh, and also... They have home court advantage. Warriors do don't do well against the road. The Warriors have had issues jailing all year. So it's not just like mm. one or two reasons. It's like seven. <laughs> right? Yeah. Where it's just like when I have that many reasons in my brain to say there's a there's a lot of strategic advantages the Kings have, that leads me to think that yeah. they this is this is the same type of feeling I had with the Lynn Hawks. When the Atlanta Hawks beat the 76ers, where I was like, man, they just have so many advantages. And, okay. you know, I'm, fine with I'm going Kings and Six. You got me leaning that way, too. But I'm going to stick with the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Hey, it's okay. It's going to be a great series. Great series. Uh, they're actually playing right now. The Kings are up 101, 97, we'll and nine minutes to go left in the fourth quarter. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, it's going to be a good series. Okay, so from one fun series to another fun series, because we've got the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Los Angeles Lakers. My heart How do you see this one going? Lakers. Because I'm like, okay, LeBron, you know. But. Okay. I- I'm going to go. Oh, my God. Grizzlies in six. <laughs> All right. Chris Muhammad picked the Grizzlies to beat the Lakers in the playoffs first I know, round. Okay, tell me why, Chris. It's crazy for me to do this. <laughs> oh, but wow. Okay, okay. Hold on. Like, like I said, my heart tells me, like, okay, it's the GOAT. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I could be wrong, but I just, I I'm just wait. going Grizzlies. So, the reason why I chose the Grizzlies yeah. is because okay. I think that the way the Grizzlies play and, you know, their matchups, the way they've matched up during the season, you know, even even before after the break they haven't had the best of luck right and then they're another team that's really that's that's really focused on the defensive side of the ball and then they have their guys who can really go off and score um mm-hmm. and when you look at the matchups i mean the lakers are long right they're long they're tall they have the height but the grizzlies are athletic and young and they'll run the yeah. floor so it's like it's not too many other teams that can run the floor like that True. especially you know it's, well, outside of like the Sacramento Kings and teams like that, but I'm saying like the way the Grizzlies do, and, and like because like I said, they're a very athletic team and they they go pretty deep. I don't know what their lineups are going to be, but there's a couple players that if they play, it really swings things. And then you have Jared, I mean not Jared, um, Jaron Jackson Jr., yeah. um, who I believe can defend really well and he could give AD some trouble. So. If he gives AD some oh, trouble, yeah. then you're kind of yeah, like, okay, doing well. think about this for a second. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you here. Starting shooting guards, right? We'll have D'Lo. Or maybe, no, maybe D'Lo. No, not D'Lo at the shooting guard. He might be point guard. Um, Austin Reeves. And then he's going to be checked by Austin Dylan Brooks. Reeves. You know? Re- Who? Who? LeBron? Bane. There you go. Sorry, Reeves I know it's one guarded of by Desmond words. Bain. Desmond Bain. That's that's another. Reeves not going to be able to do too much with that. Desmond Bain is known for being able to, you know, defend, and he's going to be able to lock him down. And then 
he's going to have like 20, 20, 20, he can go off. He's another, like, they have a lot, like, a lot of players that can go off. Like, he could drop 20 to 25. You know what I mean? Then you have John Morant as well, who, I mean, like, D'Lo, like, it, I don't really, my problem is I don't believe in D'Lo, right? That, he's not, I don't think he's a big factor. I don't truly believe in him as much as I should. I think Ja, ja I think Ja wins that matchup with, between, you know, point guard wise. I think he wins that matchup. And then you throw Dylan Brooks at LeBron. I mean, I, I wouldn't put Dylan Brooks over LeBron. No, not at all. But I think that there's going to be some problems there. So I feel that I'm going with the Grizzlies just because I just think their defensive matchups and just their, like how they run the floor is going to be a little bit too much for the Lakers. And like I said, I don't believe in D'Lo. Now tell me why it's the Lakers. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm going to be flipped with you. I think the Lakers are going to beat the Grizzlies in six. Um, there's a few reasons why. The Grizzlies are such mm-hmm. an interior-focused team at trying to score uh, near the basket. You know what I mean? John Moran, um, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., they all like to attack the rim. That's great for the Lakers because they could defend the rim at extremely high level due to Anthony Davis, right? Uh, <laughs> so it's not like the Memphis Grizzlies are going to outshoot him at the three-point line. Uh, I'm not worried as much about the up and downness of the the ability for the Grizzlies to play at a fast yeah. pace because the playoffs are not going to be super fast pace like that, you know. And nobody can control pace better than Legault. So I think he's going to control the pace and keep the Grizzlies from playing the style of basketball that they want to play. Um, and I really feel like, you know, Jared Vanderbilt is going to do a great job defensively. And I, I do think that at least either jaw or Desmond Bain is going to have to work guarding Dilo. I think Dilo is going to be efficient scoring from the perimeter. I really believe in him. Um, I guess maybe a little more than you do in that sense, but you know, I, I feel like this is the worst matchup for the Grizzlies in the first round because, my questions about them earlier was they didn't seem mentally ready to win a championship. They do not display championship behavior with the way Dylan Brooks acts, the way John Morant acts. They don't display mental toughness. They don't display championship brains and intelligence and yeah. smarts and you know the things that we've seen from champions of past. And getting LeBron James in the first round when you got to mentally battle That's him true. and you got a basketball IQ battle him, they have nobody to go to battle with him. They nothing, and they don't even have their enforcer there anymore with Stephen Adams. So, I think that the those things on top okay. of the strategic advantages um, leads me to think Lakers, Lakers and six. Yeah, good series. I'm I'm gonna lean more toward the Grizzlies. Good series. I'm though. gonna give them a minute for that to doubt. I mean, I'm not saying they're gonna win a championship. They're gonna run through the team, going run through the West after beating the Lakers. The Lakers okay. aren't that type of team anymore. You know what I mean? But I, I will give yeah. them at least this okay. series. I'll say in six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, the second round of the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals, we both have the Denver Nuggets versus Ooh, the Phoenix Suns. Denver Nuggets Suns. versus so the Phoenix Suns. And how many games? <sighs> yes. I'm going to do... Suns and seven. I'll make it interesting. Suns and seven. Suns and seven. Okay. Um, Jokic, I think Jokic makes it pretty interesting because they don't have anybody who can really like stop that. And then it's not 
his scoring ability because he can yeah. score, but it's the way that he can control the pace of the game and able to really open up shots and open up the floor and really see the floor in a way that nobody on that team can really counteract besides Chris Paul. Um, but then it, the big difference is that like Chris Paul is a point guard seeing the floor. Like you're supposed to see the floor like that, but he's a big man who sees it from a different perspective. So I think the, mm-hmm. the intelligence of the, the IQ battle between Jokic and Chris Paul will be very interesting to watch. So I'm going to go seven because I think that, but I think yes. that yeah. the IQ battle, Jokic okay. may win, but I think the scoring battle, the Suns will win. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so what do you think? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really feel like when it comes down to the Suns versus the Nuggets, man, I really feel like the Nuggets have definitely the intelligence of Jokic and him facing against CP3 is intriguing. Uh, but I really feel like the overall scoring of the Suns and Devin Booker and KD and the perimeter scoring that they have as a team with TJ Warren and all the guards that they have off the bench and how well they move the ball and efficiently. I just think the two high tier, high powered of an offensive scoring team for the Denver Nuggets to play with them. Um, so I'm gonna go Suns and six. It's gonna be a good series because you know Jokic is gonna do his thing, manipulating defenses and all that type of stuff, and he's such a special player. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna go Suns and six. It's gonna be a good one though. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, you ready to transition to the next one? Let's get to it. So you have the Golden State Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies in the second round of the Western Conference, I guess, semis. So who do you have winning between those two? Going Golden to the State. Finals? They have the Grizzlies number. Okay. They won, I, okay. think the, the, I think the Grizzlies last year won one game. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Yeah, they won one game, and I was expecting them to win. Like I said, yeah. they're not. You, I completely agree. I think that they're not as focused on a championship right now because of the everything they've been going through, you know, throughout the season and the way they act. I feel like they're just a bit too young. And I'll give them. I'll give Golden State the edge with the championship pedigree. I'll, I mean, you know, once again, I'll, I'll say they they can take a game, four one gentlemen sweep, and the Golden State Warriors rock on to the Western Conference Finals to face the Phoenix Suns. Okay. So in my Eastern Western Conference semis, I, in that situation, I actually have the flip of the Kings versus the Lakers, which should be mm-hmm. a really good one. Um, I feel like AD guarding Demontis Sabonis gives him a lot of troubles, and you know, they're a lot, I think the Lakers are a bad matchup for the Kings. I really do. They just they just can't match up with them very well. So I'm gonna go Lakers in five. Wow, gentlemen. Gentlemen sweep uh, Lakers versus Suns. It's going to be my Western Conference Finals. I think you have Gold State versus Suns. Who, who do you have winning that one? Suns in five. I think this is Kevin Durant's coming out party. I think this is what truly proves that, hey, I can win without Golden State. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need Curry. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. Okay. You know, so... I think that this is this is his gonna be his coming up party. I don't think the Golden State Warriors get past him because we have we're gonna have such a determined mm-hmm. um, KD just to just to okay. stop. I mean, <clears throat> he may say he don't care about narratives, but the narrative is that it's gonna be that if 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 he was true. If this is the true Western Conference Finals, Golden State and in, in, in the Suns, and he loses, oh the headlines! I can see them now. 
Getting Katie amazing. can't win without Curry, and he just have to live with that for the. <laughs> he just have to live with that until the next playoff series. So it's just like I feel that that is enough to push them over the Golden State Warriors. Outside of what they have with the shot creation ability, the number of shot creators they have, the defensive ability, the ability of Chris Paul to really see and read defenses and elevate everybody else around him. Like when you elevating Booker and Kevin Durant, I mean, like who can really stop that team? So I have yeah. the Sun, the Suns taking the West. Okay, cool. So uh, in my Western Conference Finals, I have the Suns versus the Lakers. Um, this would be a really great series. They match up so well for each other. You know, Jared Vanderbilt can guard KD. Josh Okoge can guard LeBron. Um, you know, nobody can really guard Devin Booker, and that's a strategic advantage that the Suns would have here. And yeah, Chris battle, Chris Paul battling the mind of LeBron James. AD being able to guard the pick and roll of Chris Paul and Anthony Davis. Um, I just think the Suns can hit such an extreme high offensively. And I do worry about the guards of the Lakers outside of D'Lo shot creating um, consistently enough to keep up with the high-powered scoring nature of the Suns, all the movement they have, all the good passing that they have, how many shot creators they have to bench. It's just a really a lot of firepower over there in Phoenix. So I'm leaning Phoenix in seven versus the Lakers in a great series. Um so I have the Suns winning the West, and you have the Suns winning the West as well. Yep. So, so Suns Bucks. Suns versus Bucks. Who's yeah. winning? I'm going to go because this is very this this is a good matchup, I would say, right? Yeah. Because you talk about the three big rotation that the Bucks have, and then you talk about the high scoring output that the Suns can hit, and it kind of matches it really well because if you think about it. Booker can play shooting guard small forward. Kevin Durant plays like small forward. Small, like small forward, he can be like kind of a power forward-ish kind of because he has the height too, mm-hmm. but he really sticks around like the small forward. So like you have, you're going to have what? Drew Holiday is going to guard Booker. You yes. can throw Middleton at KD, but just, you Giannis. know, if that really, if that really makes Middleton, a difference Giannis at or all. Jay Crowder. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, like, or like Giannis or Jay Crowder or something like that. Yeah. And then... Once you get past that, it's just, you know, like you have what you have the rematch of Aiden versus Giannis and that doesn't do too much <laughs> or like yeah. Aiden versus versus Brooke Lopez, Lopez. who's yeah. Brooke Lopez, who could bring him away from the basket yep. and open up mm-hmm. the lane. So is yeah, I'm gonna go Bucks, Bucks and seven. It's going to go. It's going to go. It's going to be a good series. Bucks and seven. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I completely disagree. I'm going Bucks in five. I really think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to win in five because Kevin Durant is going to have to guard Giannis. And there's not a single thing that Kevin Durant's doing with Giannis. And there's not a single thing that Kevin Durant is going to be able to not stay out of foul trouble guarding Giannis. Josh Akuga can try to guard Giannis, but there's about a five-inch difference between those two. So it's a little un- unrealistic to expect Josh Akuga to be able to really guard Giannis. I expect Josh Akuga to guard Chris Middleton, but Giannis is too tall of a task. And KD's going to think he's still that guy, but he's going to be reminded that he's not that guy. And the overall lack of being a complete team that I've been talking about with the Suns is going to be exposed by whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference Finals, by either the Boston Celtics or the Milwaukee Bucks. They're too complete of a team. They actually play defense at an extremely elite level. 
there's 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 just nothing the Suns are doing with them because yeah. the, the Bucks could score basically at their level but play defense way higher and they have so many strategic advantages because Brooklyn is going to be standing at that three point line and KD's got to guard the rib. He's going to be in yeah. foul trouble. He's going to have trouble, and everybody's going to see Giannis is the best fucking player in the planet, okay? I really can't wait for this because Giannis is going to show what we've been saying all year. He's the best player. It's not close. You guys are crazy. This should not be a debate. It should be one. You can have debate two through 20, okay? <laughs> yeah. One is set in stone, right? This is his league. This is his MV. This is his championship. This is the best team in the league. All year, as long as they're healthy, they're walking away with a ring. I have Bucks in five, throttling in the Suns. Five. Throttling them. Terrible throttling. matchup for the Suns. Yeah. Right. I'll give it my, I'll make it interesting. I'll say seven. But five does okay. sound 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 appealing too. It is possible. Yeah. It's possible. But we're, we're this but look, 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 this is all speculation because like you said, this is a more this is gonna be a, a tougher, a more physical game. Than we've seen during the regular season, and there's a high probability for injuries. Knock on wood. Yeah. So we don't know what the le- what what the teams will look like. Who can it's who can stay healthiest the longest <laughs> right now? Yeah. Could you imagine the Suns like front office? We added Kevin Durant. We still couldn't <laughs> fucking beat Giannis. Right. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't wait. Oh yeah. my god, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. I really could. Like, the media, how are you going to explain your way out of that one? True. He beat them without KD, and he beat them with KD. Yeah, so it's Send like, he got to be the best player now. Home. Yeah. Send him He's... home. Pack him. You got to... You can't rename Phoenix after Giannis. That that wouldn't work. But <laughs> just know that Giannis lives rent free oh, in the Phoenix so. Suns' head, just like Luca does. <laughs> it's like it, it, that happens. It's like LeBron against Toronto. And, uh, yes. That's yeah. That's like <laughs> that's G levels, dude. Like you beat them, and then they add KD, and then you beat them again. <laughs> you own that team. You yeah. might as well buy some land in Phoenix. Like, bro, he's the mayor. <laughs> he, he <His> got city. <laughs> he, what card did he say? He got condos in their head. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Yeah. I feel like this is, at the very least, NBA fans are going to get their money's worth. This is going to be a very entertaining postseason. Um, you know, I, I'm literally glued to my phone right now looking at the <laughs> the Kings Warriors stat line. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is going to be great. I can't wait to watch all these games. Chris is going to be excited if he beats, you know, chooses the upset of the Lakers. So yeah. I'm going to be excited if the Kings beat the Warriors. Well, they will beat the Warriors. I'm very confident in myself. Yeah. Because I'm always right. <laughs> no, neither one of us are always right, but, you know. Also, uh, a little bit of stat padding on the whole Warriors can't guard the rim point. Malik Monk has 29 in this game, and De'Aaron Fox has 36. So that's how well they can guard the rim. Uh, <laughs> they're winning by two points right now, but um, that's how well they can guard the rim. Yeah. <laughs> that's an issue. Okay. Yeah. They've had chemistry uh, issues all year, though, too. True. So that could be a real yeah. problem. Yeah. But I'm still going to go with my belief in championship legacy and the playoff experience of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. It'll be a big upset, serious. though. Yeah. I feel it in my bones. You feel it in your bones? All right, well. Yep. 
Was there anything else you want to add here, Jay? No, this is a solid podcast. Hey, every week we're going to be reacting to these playoffs. These things move along. We'll be reacting to all the games. We'll be giving you guys our breakdowns of the playoff series, what we're learning from the, each team's in the playoffs, how we're viewing mm-hmm. things, talking about things. It's going to be a lot of fun, so definitely stick around for some great playoff content because we're going to be here every week. We ain't going every nowhere. week. <laughs> yep. Find us YouTube Shorts, YouTube, TikTok, wherever you guys download short content. We can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you guys download long-term podcasts, wherever you are. We're everywhere. Welcome to the club. There you go. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You know, glad you were able to, you know, join us and, you know, receive Mm -hmm. this content. Hopefully it was, you know, entertaining for you as well. Yep. I'm pretty sure it was entertaining for you. Um, So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Chris Vomit. I'm Jesse Collins. And we're at the basketball. Peace. Ouch.